Hey, 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 everybody. Today for you, podcast number 40. Today's podcast is titled Whale of a Good Time. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back to this week's edition of your weekly Limitless Life Network podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Lombardi, and this is the Limitless Life Network, where we flesh out the limitations that are preventing you from reaching your goals and living the life that you deserve. And today, I just want to say thank you once again, coming off this Memorial Day weekend, Thank you to all those that have served and those that even paid the ultimate sacrifice. Uh, we thank you to all of those that we can remember on Memorial Day uh, serving our great country and um, and families, too, the families that supported those veterans and uh, those in, in the armed services. So uh, thank you so much, so, so much. Um, I also want to thank you for listening to the podcast and taking time out of your day to do so. Uh, super love the, the comments and, uh, you know, it, it, the interactions that I get with people outside of, obviously, the the podcast arena, but people that come to see me in the office that, that say, hey, I listened to this week's podcast and, and, and this spoke to me. And I, oh, I, last week's podcast with your wife was great. You should have her on more. And, uh, yeah, so my, my wife is definitely a big hit. That's why I married her, for sure. Um, but yeah, if you uh, if you are new to the podcast, if somebody shared this with you, then you know hit the subscribe button. That way you will not miss out on any other uh, episodes of, of this podcast. And uh, if you would like to, you can leave a comment. Uh, you can just uh, uh, even give us a review if you want. That uh, helps the algorithm to get this out to more people and uh, boost us up there. So this is episode number 40. That's like, you know, we haven't missed. And, you know, it's 40 weeks straight. We've been staying consistent with this. I guess the average podcast makes it about, doesn't make it past seven episodes. So we're well beyond that. And uh, so we're here to stay. All right. So um, on with the show. This week's title is Whale of a Good Time. Who doesn't like to have a good time? Um, I know I love having a good time. It's one of my one of my things I like to do, I like to have fun, and most everybody does. So uh, coming off this Memorial Day weekend, I'm going to share with you basically what I did over Memorial Day. My family and I took a trip to the Sunshine State, Florida. If you can tell if you're watching the video version, you can see some of the sunburn I got on the top of my forehead here. Um, but yeah, we went to visit uh, my family, my my oldest brother and my oldest sister both live uh, in Florida, in Rockledge, Florida. And my oldest brother celebrated his 70th birthday. So this episode is actually dedicated to him, my oldest brother, Paul. So yay for Paul. And um, he also uh, just retired from 45 years in chiropractic practice, actually Today, as I'm recording this episode, he went in for one more day. <laughs> so today was his last hurrah. Um, so 
Yeah, congratulations to him. He is uh, he has been an inspiration. So this week, this podcast number forty is dedicated to my my brother Paul, who practiced uh, chiropractic for forty five years. Just sold his practice to a, a wonderful doc, and got to meet him too. So um, hey, we went down there. And this was an action-packed weekend. In a very short period of time, we did a bunch of things. We celebrated uh, my uh, daughter-in-law and my son are expecting, so we had a baby shower for them. So that was really sweet, and it was really just uh, heartwarming to see the both of them expecting the newest baby Lombardi into the family. So that's exciting. And uh, and then my my sister in law Angela threw a, a really really nice retirement party for my brother and there was roughly a hundred people came to this party and I had cousins from Oklahoma that traveled to be there and uh, I had and and my brother had all of his pals and all of his friends uh, in the Florida area and just some faces that I had met over the years uh, that, that uh, showed up for this. And it was just a great celebration of a, of a great man and a great career and serving people. And then on Sunday, uh, his son, Phil, took uh, all of our family out on his boat. He's got this really awesome fishing boat slash you can put your whole family on this thing. It's like meant to go out into the deep waters of the ocean, took us on the river. And, uh, this thing is just powerful and it just eats up waves and just blows by all the other boats. But we went for a nice boat ride down the, the river to, I think it was Sebastian Inlet. And we just anchored on the sandbar with the, I don't know how many other hundreds of boats were there, but it was a beautiful day to just wade in the water and, and hang out for a little bit. So we had some fun doing that, and you know there was all kinds of other festivities going on. But this week's podcast, I actually, out of all of this, I actually came up with five great, I think, points that are awesome takeaways for anybody and everybody. But especially if you're, um, you know, in a in a career that you're probably going to retire from someday. So um, the first one that I'm I'm going to talk about is is mentoring and. My brother was a mentor without ever even realizing he was mentoring. Um, he didn't know nobody ever paid him for coaching that I know of or anything like that. But he has been a mentor to so many. Um, he's been a mentor to his children, who gave beautiful speeches at his party, and he's been a uh, mentor to a lot of his friends and and colleagues. And, and he's also been a mentor to his family, especially his youngest brother, which is me. And um, he's actually uh, in his office, sitting in his waiting room was the day that I decided I was going to be a chiropractor uh, when, I was a, when I was a teenager. And um, he, I don't know if he knows that or not, but <laughs> he does now. But I, I always, I, when I was 10 years old, he got married and I watched him uh, care for his wife and uh, throughout my entire childhood. And he was mentoring me just by being who he is, just by doing life the way he does life. And his daughter gave a, a, a remarkable little speech after his son. His son really just said how much his dad has shown him everything and he owes everything to his dad. Uh and it's very true. He's really stuck with his son and through thick and thin, he's, you know, just like every parent will for their kid if they really love them. And and then his daughter said, you made it look easy. 
and the reason he made it look easy was because he was just being himself. And so uh, you can be a mentor by just being yourself, and you, don't even, you won't even realize it. You don't have to set out to be a mentor to mentor to people. And if there's anything that you could take away from this is that be your genuine true self and be the best of best of version of yourself you could possibly be, and you will mentor two people. And um, and that was my that's my brother. He is uh, he's just lived life in a in a in a way that has been by example. And I think he picked that up from my father because he was kind of the same way. He just he just was who he was. He was very genuine and and lived life that way. Two, two totally different personalities, but they basically did the same thing. Um, point number two is my brother Paul is super lovable. <laughs> it, you know, he had a. I said to my other brother, I said, you know, if I had a a party like this, I don't think there'd be a hundred people in the room. I'd probably have like one table with ten people at it or something. I don't, I'm like, do I even have that many people that would want to come to a party for me? Be, you know, I mean, I'm joking. I was joking, but but it's just my brother is so easy to like. He's he's super likable. And um, everyone that meets my brother Paul likes him because he's not only just a pleasant individual to be around, but when you talk to him, he actually really listens to you and he genuinely cares. He's the kind of guy that wears his heart on his sleeve. He's emo- he can be very emotional at times, but you know that he's very interested in what you're saying and you know that he really genuinely cares and is concerned. And uh, he will help you whatever way he can. He's just that kind of person. He's a selfless server. And, um, and, and the point of this is, is that the more love that we give, the more love that we will receive. And I think that's one of the reasons why he was so, like, I guess if you saw him at his party, he was just so, like, overwhelmed with, with like, happiness and joy and, and emotion that I think he was just starting to receive back and and he could see the connections of all the years that he's poured into all these relationships with all these different people. And it just meant so much to him. And that's available to all of us. That, That type of infilling of just sheer like gratitude and appreciation, it's available to all of us by pouring out. Right, like he didn't, he didn't set out to get it by doing this. He just did it, and and he received it as a result. So there's a big difference there. You don't do it for the intention of getting. You do it for the just sheer abundance of of giving. Right. So he gave. Well, he gave out of his own abundance. He he gave love out of his own abundance of love, and as a result, received it. As, as more of a, a, a product, not as, a, as an effect, right? <clears throat> All right, so that's, that's point number two. Point number three, and this is pretty cool to see, is, um, and, and we all know this, an amazing team can take you much farther, much faster than you can on your own. And, and at, at my brother's uh, retirement party, he had all of the staff that had worked for him over the years. And so he had people from way back in the very beginning in the early 80s that worked in his office with him all the way up into the most current staff so over a 45 year span the people that were part of his team and the fact that they worked in his office and still you know you know imagine if you work for somebody in the 80s and then here you are 2000 
1983, 1980s, 2023. Okay, here you are now. Like you're invited to a party and you still actually want to go and be there and you care enough about the guy that you actually want to go. Like what kind of a relationship did you have with your boss? You know what I mean? And, and I don't think they ever felt like he was the boss, so to speak, is that they were just part of the team that he was leading. And um, and here's the thing. if To create an amazing team, you have to invest. And, and, I, and I know my brother, he invested not only time, and and money into building a team. And I'm not just talking about his team and his office either. I'm talking about all the people that support supported him throughout his entire life. He's invested his in, in intention and attention. So, and think about that for yourself. If you don't even have a business, you have a team, you have a, you have a support staff, whether it's your family, whether it's your friends, and it should be a combination of all of those things. Family, friends, coworkers, people that you uh, you maybe hire, uh, you know, like I consider my tr- my my trainer who's been on the podcast, my trainer Josh. He's part of my team. He's part of my network of of people that support me because a, a true team member is happy for you when you win. When you win, they're happy for you, even if they didn't win, so to speak. Right? Like if you say you say you did really well on something and you got, um, I don't know, say you invested in something and you got this huge like payout from it. And st- a, a true team member, a true support staff is going to be happy for you. I, I know somebody that won a, a, a lottery prize and I don't know, the guy ended up winning over $100,000. I was super happy for the man, right? I could. I wasn't jealous that he won a hundred thousand dollars and I didn't win a hundred thousand dollars. I was happy for him. I was happy for, you know, like you hear about people winning the the lotto or whatever, and they win millions and millions of dollars. And I know a guy that did that. He won the Mega Millions, and he became very like, uh, I don't know, conscientious of people. Like he can't became very like skeptical of people's motives because he was always afraid that that somebody was trying to get an angle on him so that. He, he would have, feel compelled to give them some of his money. And that's not a good place, right? Whereas a, a, a true support staff or somebody that's part of your real team cares that you won and they're just happy for you. So he, the only way that happens is by investing in people and, and caring about them when they win, right? And helping them win. So that's something that I know my brother has done is that he's helped other people win they're ha- and he's happy for them when they do. And and vice versa, when he wins, everybody's happy for him too. So that that's you know, as they say, rising tide uh, lifts all ships or raises all ships. So that's that's certainly um, something I know my brother has practiced, and I, it's been great to witness that. Um, point number four is uh, something that we were talking about. When we were on the boat because when you're out on the water, this, this river, uh, runs kind of parallel with the, the coast and it, at the inlet that we were at, you know, the ocean comes in and then the, then the, the river pours out at different tides. So it's kind of that brackish water area. And we were talking about, uh, sharks and we were talking about, uh, killer whales or orcas, which orcas are not actually whales, which some people know that, uh, they're actually a member of the porpoise family which we think of dolphins as, you know, dolphin. The dolphin that you know is like por- is a porpoise. Um, there's also a dolphin fish, which is mahi-mahi. Anyway, there's a little, 
<laughs> a little biology for you. Um, but either way, orcas are, are killer whales. We were talking about how they, um, they attack sharks. They attack great white sharks. Nothing really attacks a great white shark, but, but orcas do, and they, they actually have footage of them in uh, South, South Africa um, attacking. They, they literally gang up on these great whites, and, and, and what they do is they, they bite the liver right out of them. They eat the liver out of the shark. Which is which is fascinating. I don't know why they do it, but they do. And eventually, the the sharks just can't. The great white sharks, these ma- these big predators themselves, they can't get away from an orca. So what do they do? Is they they actually just leave the area wherever they're at. But uh, their escape strategies don't work uh, when the when the whole team of them. But the, what's what happens is that uh, killer whales work together. They work as a team. And they also learn from each other. They actually, the, uh, the older whales teach the younger whales how to do all this stuff. And they will work as a team to um, put seals on the shore and they'll, they'll swamp them with waves and, and wash them right back to themselves. They've, they've just, they're just super smart uh, learning animals. And, and the lesson here is this, is that no matter what age you're at, you should always be learning. And I've watched my brother Paul do this and that he's, not just gotten a degree in chiropractic and his uh, undergrad degree, but he went on to get a diplomate in orthopedics and he became uh, an examiner for the state of Florida. And uh, he's just he's just been you know always looking to learn and 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 constantly expand his uh, his ability to help others. So yeah, and and that's something that you know killer whales and there's nothing that fears a killer whale. So think about when you're. In, in life, the more you can learn, the more you become uh, effective, the more you valuable you become, the more helpful you become. So always, always, always be learning and just uh, investing in your in your uh, bank of knowledge. Okay, so that's a that's a great investment. Invest in yourself. And uh, and all right, point number five speaks to the retirement model and. Um, so what happens when somebody retires is everybody asks them, what are you going to do now? Now that you're going to have all this time, what are you going to do? And everybody always says, oh, I've got it all figured out. I'm going to, I've got so much to do around my house and da, 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 da. And then those people that don't really have a, have a plan typically end up just kind of, you know, they slow down, slow down, slow down, and then they sometimes die really young. And that doesn't have to be the case. As a matter of fact, it's it's best if you do have a plan, and um, and this was advice that was given to me by by a businessman a long time ago, and a teacher. He said, "Always have a game, no matter what business you're in, no matter what your your occupation is, or what you're you're doing, or what station in life you're at, what stage you're at. Always have a game." And uh, I always say that retirement is a myth because. Uh, once upon a time, there was no such thing as retirement. People just uh, worked to survive, and uh, and it came about during times when we needed. And uh, I think it was Germany when they were just financially not too well before. I mean, it was World War One, and they just had they were just not doing well. Maybe it was between World War One and World War One and World War Two, but economically they were it was kind of a disaster, and uh, they needed to get. Uh, their unemployment rate down, so they told the older workforce, "We'll pay you to stay home." 
and uh, so that the younger people could have jobs. So they tried to open up jobs for the younger generations to take over, and they retired the older people by paying them a small wage. And it worked really well because in Europe, they have multi-generational families living in a home, living in a house. And uh, all the homes are paid for. There's very few homes on a mortgage. So the cost of living was really uh, reasonable in that regard. <clears throat> so that's kind of where retirement came from. But, uh, you know, the those senior people also took care of raising the, the grandkids and the great-grandkids. And uh, today... You know, you got to have a game when you're retired. And I know my brother is an avid, his new hobby is photography. So every day he's out walking around the marshlands every morning and taking photos of wildlife. And then he spends other time uh, editing the wildlife. And then he spends more time taking care of his grandchildren. And so, like, he's got lots of things to do. And then he's also planning trips all over the place. So he's he's done so well for himself. He's got his life set up great and... uh He's just been a role model for for me and and for my other siblings as well. So, um, anyway, that's that's the that's the podcast for today. Those are the five points that uh, I came up with, uh, dedicated to my brother Paul. And uh, congratulations on your retirement! And thank you all for listening. Uh, that's all for this week's edition of your weekly Limitless Life Network podcast. Uh, be sure to stay tuned each and every week so that you can stay connected, you can be inspired. And you can keep moving toward your goals by stripping away your limitations. And we will see you next week.